It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning into the Up and Up podcast on the Up and Up Network. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. What's going on, What's going on dog? Yeah. <laughs> Weathered. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, right we're getting some good yeah. weather out here, man. <laughs> That's what's going on. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements, hustlers, movers, shakers, yep. right? Yep. Kicking down doors. Mm-hmm. I can go for days. You know yeah, that. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, just out here inspiring and carving lanes for themselves as well as people coming from behind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely want to shout out, obviously, the family members, uh, which we consider family. Uh, all the consistent listeners, supporters, viewers of the show, we you know we appreciate y'all. We thank y'all for rocking with us. Gonna keep going, mm-hmm. right? This is episode sixty-five. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, man, I'm feeling good, man. Me I'm too, feeling. Man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Um, you know, we always uh, provide our our audience with with a special guest, right? Always. Um, and today's no no different, mm-hmm. right? Today's no different. Um, today's guest is a brother, I would say, who who exemplifies what it means to stay ten toes down, right, mm. and and remain resilient through the journey, right. I mm. think I think everybody needs to learn how to do that, you know, at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, I would say he's a true culture cultivator who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up, right. Um, someone who represents the phrase, which is very popular nowadays, uh, to be more than an athlete, right. Yeah. Um, to give you some insight, uh, the brother with, has, um, you know, tons and tons of football playing experience, both on the collegiate level as well as professional, um, former wide receiver for the NFL, San Francisco 49ers, and now currently founder and CEO of Warrior Academy, which is a year-round training program dedicated to, de- to the development of student-athletes across all ages and sports. And this is what I love, their philosophy, right? I always love to, I love to get into the philosophy, <laughs> which is, and their philosophy is come as you are with the mindset to learn. Work hard, and we will grow from there. Yes, I love sir. that, right? Yeah, that's dope. Our guest is none that's other dope. than a good brother himself, DeAndre Campbell. Can we get a round of applause? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, give, yeah. It give it up for the brother. Man. Thank you, man. I'm glad you guys have me on the show. I appreciate being on the show. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. Yeah? Like You know, like Irv said, man, I'm, uh, you know, it's it's been a nice sunny day today. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just got done with some training sessions before coming here. Um, I felt so, the energy when you walked in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt it. Yeah, man. You know, uh, you know, as much as you know, I'm able to give energy off to the kids, you know, from my experience and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they give me just as much energy back in return. I feel that. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, if I'm high if my energy is up right now, it's because of them, yeah. not necessarily me on my own. I feel so, that. Yeah. Well you brought it in here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wake it up. Wake good, it up. Good, Wake good. It up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Got to. Um so Got to. yeah, so we usually start the show off with a quote of the day. Okay. Uh kind of get the conversation started. Okay. You know? Quote, man, quote, man, across yeah, the way over here. You know, yeah, that's you know. me. <laughs> what you got for us, Ar? All right, so the quote of the day today is, I do what I do because it's the right thing to do. I am a warrior, and it is the way of the warrior to fight superior odds. Mm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. 
I like that word was in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to tie that in. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's strategic with the quotes. Yeah, yeah. I see. Uh, who was that quote by? Uh, this Canadian dude named uh, Paul Watson. He's oh. like a environmentalist. So, mm. yeah. Shout out Paul Watson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love Paul. That. Respect, yeah, respect, respect. Yeah. Well, that well, that's definitely steers us into the conversation because um, <laughs> now, obviously, you know, your story is your story, right? And everybody has one. But uh, if you can, you know, with the Warrior Academy, which I kind of touched on in the intro, mm-hmm. um, if you could kind of explain from your from your viewpoint, uh, like what is kind of the inspiration objective that fuels what you're doing with you know with the students and the athletes and those that you you work with? Yeah, so you can explain that. Um, so I think that the fuel for me, man, is my own story. You know, it's my mm-hmm. own story, man. I wasn't, um, I wasn't coming out of high school. I'm originally from Oakland, California. Shout out to Oakland. Shout out to Shout the Bay. Got to, I love the Bay. Got yeah. to, got yeah. to. Um, for me, man, coming out of high school, I was a two-star recruit. You know, you look at all these, you know, athletes, no matter what sports you're playing nowadays, you know, if you're not a four-star, five-star recruit, you know, you're overlooked, you know. Um, yeah. And I experienced that early on um, before I even got to UW in high school, getting myself in a position to qualify to get a scholarship. Mm. I wasn't the the most athletic guy. I didn't even – the my first time playing tackle football was my freshman year in high school. No way. Yeah. Damn. So I didn't play I didn't play tackle football until my freshman year in high school. Um, I had some lineman cleats, some big boat shoes mm. out there. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I played tackle football was, was because my brothers. I got two older brothers. Mm-hmm. They played. So they were like, hey, you going to play too. I'm going to do what they do. <laughs> right, right. I'm going yeah. to do what my yeah, brothers yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to go out and play. Uh, and then – because my, my sport was hoop. Okay. Like, I was hooped through and through. Gotcha. Um, I wanted to go to the league, and if I didn't go to the league, I was going to try to go overseas because I was yeah. like, well, there's more avenues in basketball than there is in football, mm-hmm. and I have never played tackle football, so why would I even think that? That makes mm-hmm. sense. But, that makes um, sense. I had coaches. I had coaches that believed in me, mm-hmm. and uh, I always say that, you know, it's important to have somebody that believes in you when you don't even see it in yourself, mm-hmm. and I was able to have that, and I think that me having that, me still being an underdog, having to work my butt off, I put that same energy into my kids. Mm. So whether you're a, a, a five-star recruit out of high school or nobody knows who you are, mm. you're still going to get the same energy and effort out of me. Mm. And personally, I, I get more fueled when I have kids that, you know, aren't those main guys yeah. on their team, yeah. you know, because I, I know them. You've been there. I've been mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Like, I know you. That makes sense. And so for me to, like, start wherever they're at, and see where they're at, see where their mentality is, and help them grow their mentality. Yeah. It carries over into how they play. It carries over into how they approach the classroom, yeah. how they are as kids at home. That's amazing, And, man, man yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Like, you know, my first – when I first started training, I really didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll be the first one at midnight. I really didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I started with six cones and a football. And the first kid that I trained, we were training, he had never played receiver before. He had only played – I think on his middle school team, he had played, like, DN and tight end. So, he had never played receiver before. Mm. And so, I remember we were training. It was probably, like, our fourth or fifth session. And after we had got done training, the daddy came up to me, and he said, hey, man, uh, uh, you know, his name was Sky. He was like, hey, Sky has been – he's been growing at his football practices. Um, He's been better at home. He's Mm. been better with his schoolwork. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, man, you've been a godsend to my son and my family. And I'm like – not you know me just being yeah. myself. I'm like thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. You know I'm a, yeah. thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And so they leave. I I get in the car and I'm just sitting. I ended up sitting in the car for like 45 minutes to an hour, just like 
had to set in. Like, man, like I'm really, I'm really out here impacting people's lives yeah. for the better. Like yeah. you said, I'm a godsend. You yeah. didn't just say you appreciate my ability. You Word, said yeah. I'm a godsend. So Words are powerful, mm-hmm. man. Right? Like for it, real. That was just, that was just like the fuel that I needed to hear to be like, okay, let me do more of this. And mm. so, yeah, man, that's been that's been where that's where I got that's my inspiration the fuel to keep right it going. There. Yeah, yeah, that's keep the it fuel. Going. That's yeah. man, that's beautiful, bro. I, yeah, lo- I love hearing that. Yeah. So yeah. you did you did say you was from Oakland. So what what was it like growing up out there? Um. So, <laughs> man, it was rough. Yeah. I'll say that, man. It, it was definitely rough. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you know you hear you hear what you hear, you hear gunshots. You 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 walk outside. You see people walking down the street. Yeah. Um. You know, <laughs> homelessness. You know, drug dealing. All that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, around you, you know, it 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 keeps you alert. Yeah. You know, like even to this day, I don't like walking. I don't, if I'm walking somewhere, I don't like people walking behind me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah, if I feel, I feel like you. somebody walking behind me, like nah. Yeah. I turn around, see who it is. Yeah. It don't matter where I'm at. Yeah, I feel <laughs> you. You know, yeah. but um, I I definitely came from a, a supportive community. Mm-hmm. You know, I I grew up in a two parent household. Um, grew up in church. Um, and so for us, it was like you know that's the that's the community that surround us in Oakland, but we don't have to be necessarily products of the community in yeah. a negative light. Yeah. You yeah, know, there's exactly. so many, you know, there's so many good people in Oakland yeah. and that's what I was striving to do. You know, I, I remember growing up in elementary school, there was this program called the dare program. Um, mm-hmm. and one thing about the dare program is I remember one of the slogans when they would come into the classroom was dare to be different. Mm-hmm. And so I took my, I took my surroundings, you know, my community, you know, where, you know, every night on the news is somebody else being shot and killed. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else being arrested. Some some other robbery. And it's not, you know, it's it's only people that look like me. It's mm-hmm. only black people. Yeah, that's on yeah. that's mm-hmm. on so it's like all these negative stereotypes and connotations about, you know, people that look like me. Mm-hmm. I need to dare to be different to change that. Mm, and, you know, it's it's just been one of those, you know, growing up in Oakland is also put me in a position to where I carry that chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was people, there's people that have come before me that had less than me yeah. that did more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so if they yeah. can do what they did with what they had, I can do that and then some of what I've got. Yeah. yeah. Oakland, so. Oakland is a very, very historical, like legendary just place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if you just get into the history of America. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so yeah, like I, I could just I can understand how you could be so inspired living there and growing up there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I, I love the Bay too. I love Oakland. Too. You know, <laughs> I remember I spent a, I spent a month out there. I was like, I'm, okay, oh, I want to live here, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's man. different, but it's an energy thing too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. From, from everybody that came before, like you said, um, and I do want to kind of get into the environment. Like you spoke on the environment, but you know, there's like you spoke about your brothers playing ball, and that's what kind of inspired you. Like, was there like a pivotal moment that you can reflect and say like, whoa, I think this was the moment that I, I, I kind of knew that this is what I wanted to do. Like, you know, sometimes it's, it may be a person sitting you down telling you directly, or it could be an experience. Is there something like that, that you could speak to? Um, man, you know, so if we were talking about, if we were talking about football, the moment that I think did it for me was after the season, when I saw my name in the newspaper, mm. Yeah, um, that can it do it. Mine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. For I, so the backstory to that is, is like I said, I didn't, I didn't play tackle football till I got to high school. So mm. my main sport was basketball. So mm. I didn't take football as serious. Mm. But my coaches stayed on me about it. Like they were on me. I remember it was the summer going into my junior year. 
um, they were like, hey, man, like, we, we know you play AU basketball, but we need you in this weight room every day, mm-hmm. getting his work in, and then you go practice. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, why you on me like this? They're like, because we see it in you. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Like, you just got to come and do the work. And so yeah. I'm like, all right. So uh, I miss AU basketball tournaments, which I hated. But I was like, okay, I'm going to trust these dudes. I'm going to trust them. I don't I don't know these from Adam, but I'm going to trust them. Mm. And so go through my junior season, uh, and I ended up having a great season. I yeah. ended up being all first team, all league, ended up making like the all Bay Area team or whatever. And so I'm on the basketball. And so I go to church one Sunday um, after my basketball game. You know, it was that weekend. A deacon at my church, he used to always bring me the newspaper. Because at that time, you know, you didn't have, yeah, there yeah. was no huddle. Yeah, you know, there wasn't no yeah, way to yeah. track your stats like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. only do it in the newspaper. Yeah, so yeah. Um, he brings the newspaper. I'm thinking, you know, he, this is going to have my stat line from the basketball game. He's like, hey, your face and your name is in the front of the sports section. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, stop playing. Like, you play too yeah, much. Yeah. He's like, nah. And he showed me the newspaper, and I look, and I saw my face, and I was like, what? And I kid you not, that was a Sunday. And then that Monday, I started getting recruiting letters from colleges. Wow. And so that was that. It was at that moment. It was like, I thought back to when the coaches was like, hey, we need you to commit Mm -hmm. to do this work. So that way you can put yourself in a position to where your parents don't have to pay for you to go to college. Mm. And so after that, all my offers started coming in. That's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens, right? Man, like, (laughs) I was like, oh, so this football thing is real. Yeah. And it's (laughs) It's like the uncertainty of like, yo, you need to be doing this. Like you said, someone can see what's for you even when you don't see it for yourself. Right. Someone's like, yo, you should do this. Or at least try at least. Exactly. You know, and then boom. Exactly. Exactly, man. That's that's crazy. That's dope. I think, you know, another another story for me, man, that came the realization for me about the NFL not being that far off was I played with Jermaine Curse. Mm-hmm. You know, Jermaine was my mm-hmm. teammate in college. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw we was we was together on a regular basis, whether it was training, whether it was practice, whether it was lifting, getting extra work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've watched this guy for two years. Like, I know he's, you know, he's a stellar, he's a stellar receiver. Yeah. You know, he's from Washington. Everybody, yeah. you know, praises him, stuff yeah. like that. He's balling. He's doing his thing. And so to see him go to the, the NFL, go to the Seahawks, I'm like, wait, so I, mm-hmm. I was literally just like yeah. two lockers down from yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, I wasn't even thinking about going to the NFL. I was like, "Well, I got my, I got my free school. I got school for free. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna just yeah. get this degree." Yeah. And they can't ever take away this, de- yeah. this piece of paper from me. I came to get it anyways. Let me get that, and then I'll just figure it out. But then watching him, I'm like, "Okay, Jermaine, he's in the league. He was just my locker mate." Wait, maybe the NFL isn't as far away from being attainable as I think it is. That's powerful. Yeah. Maybe if I just keep on doing what I've been doing. I can give myself a chance to get there. Mm. And that's when it clicked on that the NFL was an opportunity that I could take advantage of if I just put the work in. That, yeah, man, that influence, man. Yeah. People around you, man, you got to pay attention, man. Yeah. Inspir- I always say inspiration's in abundance, bro. It's in abundance, bro, if you just look around. So yeah. That's, that's definitely mm-hmm. a moment where you can, shit, <laughs> my guy who's standing next to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. It's like, it don't got to be, it don't always got to be LeBron or like, you know, someone like Obama. Like, it can be the person right next to you. Right. That's real. Honestly, my coaches. Yeah. You know, they had told me that. So UW had called me. Coach Sark had called me. I think I at this time I had probably about five or six offers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Sark had called me. They wanted me here. They didn't care if I – because I played uh, free safety corner and receiver and mm-hmm. returner. Keep returner, punt returner yeah. in high school. So yeah. they were like, we don't know what side of the ball we want you to play on, which one we like 
you know, we like you on more, yeah. but we just want you here. And so I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Yep. I'm going to take that offer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. I'll get more offers and then I'll take my visits. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, that's what they told me to do. Because I told you, I, I didn't have no understanding of recruiting. Yeah. I didn't know what, I just knew that I wanted to, I just knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't know the trajectory or how to get there. And so, um, they had made me the offer and I think it was like a week that went by and <laughs> we was in the weight room in the off season in that summertime and they were like, hey, stay in here. Everybody else had left out. They were like, stay in here. And they closed the door. <laughs> yeah. And it was literally like, <laughs> it was like five or six coaches in there and it's just me in there. Yeah. And so I'm like, Man, what what's they, going on? Like, what, what are they about to do? <laughs> they trying yeah. to jump. Yeah, yeah. like what's going on? Like, hold on, like what y'all doing? And so they was like, uh, they was like, we just trying to figure out why you haven't accepted that Washington offer yet. And I'm like, I thought y'all told me to wait till like get all my offers and then take my visit. They was like, yeah, we know what we said we don't think you should pass up on that. And I was like, okay. So they told me why I shouldn't pass up on it. So they said that you know Steve Sarkeesian at the time coming from SC, mm-hmm. he had had so many NFL pro. You know, prototype yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, they ran a West Coast offense, which was a pro style offense. Mm-hmm. So if I went to the NFL, what I learned in college and did in college for four to five years would translate over smoothly. Mm. And so, you know, and Sark was a young head coach at the yep. time, so he had like that 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 influence, that charismatic, you know, yeah. feel to him. So it was like, we think that's the best fit for you. And yeah. so I was like, all right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I called Sark after I think I called him the next day and said I'm committing you dub. I didn't go on no other offers. I mean I didn't go on no other trips nowhere else. I just came up here, and uh, I remember getting off the plane, man, and I was like, "What is that smell? Like what is going on?" And I remember uh, they was like, "Oh, that's fresh air." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh," <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, dang, what you mean?" I'm like, "I'm in Oakland. The air ain't bad in Oakland." They was like, yeah. "Yeah, no, it's the smog in Cali," and I'm like. Oh, okay, fresh air. <laughs> and so then we're driving down five, and my biggest thing was was I didn't want to go to a college town. Mm-hmm. Like I was like I don't want to get stuck in a college town, and that's the only thing I got to do. Yeah. I came. I'm from Oakland. I'm from a city. I yeah. want to go somewhere that city is close. Yeah. So when I'm coming down five, and I see downtown Seattle, I was like, Oh yeah, we can get with this. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can we can do this. We I, can do this. Yeah. I love that, yeah. bro. I, yeah. For anybody, for anybody who's <laughs> never been to Washington State, man, the yeah. air out here is amazing. Man. It we, is. we were just talking it about is. it before the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wear it's your mask though. Make sure you wear your mask. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? But right. when you can, pull it off. Get some air, man. It's yeah. out here. Facts. Facts. If nobody walking around, you just take it off real quick. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's dope though, man. And I and and I think um, yeah. And shout out to you, Dub, for just you know look, giving you that opportunity. Yeah. Um. Now, obviously, like you don't just go from the collegiate level to the NFL level, right? But you obviously put in a lot of work while you were at UW. Is there, like, a moment? Because you, you said, like, you knew the NFL was real when you saw Jermaine mm-hmm. and, and kind of his evolution and whatnot. Um, but, like, what was kind of for you, your moment while you were at UW, where you felt like, okay, I am, I am ready. I am that guy currently who can go to that level. Like, was there – did you – please don't say it was the Apple Cup. <laughs> you know we're coogs in here, so I'm just saying. Just, hopefully, it's a different moment. But yeah, go ahead, tell us about oh, that. Oh man, you know, was like. I got. I definitely have a few of those stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to bring um, it up. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I think I think the moment um, for me was I say I say in spring ball going into my junior year. Mm-hmm. I say in spring ball. That was when like it really just like click for me um I don't know what it was that clicked but I think it was just like a level of confidence that I was able to play with Mm. you know it was just like I trained my butt off I was training every day Mm -hmm. 
if I if we had weight room sessions or whatever, I would do that. If we had routes or whatever, I would do that. Mm. I would go for, I would go meet with this this lady. She was a trainer out in Roseville. Her name is Andrea Chang, and she taught me how to use kettlebells. She taught me like the holistic part of my body that I mm. didn't necessarily use when I was training at UW. And mm. so I was able to tap into that. And so man, when I came back, when I came, you know, when it was time to go again, it was just like. Always oh, go time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and everybody around me could see it. Like, yeah. the coaches could see it. My teammates could see it. Yeah. It was just like, I was just locked in. Yeah. You there, know, that, and it's just like, lock, focus. It's, yeah, it's that yeah. locked in is that focus. You know, it was just like, I trained my butt off. So that way, by the time I got to, you know, spring practice, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody else is like, oh, I'm nervous. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'm going in carefree. I'm about to just go in here and just do me. And you whatever know, happens, happens. Yeah, because you know the work you put in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The work don't, you can never cheat the grind. Like You yeah. cannot cheat the you grind. You just know. Man. Like, it's like, yeah. I, I just remember, uh, I just remember Kobe said something when he first came into the league as a rookie, even though he didn't play for a few years, he just realized, like, these guys don't work hard. That's what he said. Yeah. And I think that's the separation right there. Like, yeah. You got to go overtime. Right. Right? Right. So that's, that's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. Um, now, you know, getting to the league, man, is a, is a big, big step, right? Yeah. Um, from a physical standpoint, obviously, but, like, personally, um, your journey to get to, you know, the NFL um, and, and kind of entering, what was that, I guess, what was that transition like? Because, you know, you know, we were talking about it, like, going undrafted, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a side and a journey that I feel like a lot of people don't know, like, is possible, yeah. right? Like, what was that like for you? Like, what was that transition? Yeah, man, so... So uh, we had got done with our last game. I think we had we had lost our bowl game to Oklahoma State, and I was like, okay. I had my agent. I had already figured out who my agent was going to be. Mm-hmm. I figured out where I was going to train at, and I just was like, listen, man, we just gonna go balls to the wall and just give it everything we got mm-hmm. and see what can happen. Like that's legit where I was at. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna give it everything I got to mm-hmm. train to get ready for this pro day mm-hmm. to show off in front, show what I can do in front of these NFL scouts. Mm-hmm. And if it don't work out, then I'll just get, you know, I'll just use my network, get a regular job. Mm-hmm. But I went in there with the mentality that I wasn't gonna leave no stone unturned, and I was just gonna go as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. And by, you know, when it was time for pro day, I excelled. You know, I exceeded a lot of people's expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, it was almost like, it was one of those things where I went away and nobody saw me for months on end. And I just came back and was like, who? <laughs> That's legit what it was. Yeah. Like, it was like, I just came in. I, I was just like, I was a totally different person, like it. mentally and everything like that. Um, And then, uh, yeah, man, I did the pro day, killed it. And then I went back and I did the, because uh, I'm from Oakland. So what they do is is wherever you're from, if they have a local NFL team there, you get to do a local day. Mm. And so I went and did the local day for the Raiders. They liked me. Um, but they had just drafted Amari Cooper mm. the year before. So they was yeah. like, you know, he yeah. was that guy. Yeah. You know, they had a few different over, you know, veteran guys. Got you. And they were probably – I think I, don't, I think they may have drafted one receiver in the late round. So okay. that wasn't really, like, where I was where I was thinking I was going to go. Yeah, yeah. So then I went, to Santa, I went to the 49ers facility and did their local day, and I showed out. And so – um, after that, it was just like a waiting period. Mm. Like you don't know nothing. <laughs> it was like legit, like a month long. It was like a month long time span where it was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna get picked up or not. Yeah, but I'm just. I How do you stay, stay focused during that time, man? I'm. T- <sighs> man, 
I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you did you did everything that's in your control, yeah. but yeah. now you're just like now you just gotta just wait yeah. and just put put your future in somebody else's hands. Mm, and yeah. I would say, man, like I honestly what <clears throat> I did was I was just like, I'm gonna just stay positive. Mm. You know, I'm just stay positive. I've done everything I possibly can do until this point. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason that I should have any regret. Mm. You know, regardless of the outcome. Facts. You know, and yeah. I think that, you know, me having that mentality then helped me so much later, helped me so many times later on in life, you know what I'm saying, where exactly. I've been presented so many different obstacles and situations where it was completely out of my control, yeah. I'd done everything I could do, now it's just one of those times where it's like, hey, yeah. now you just got to just yeah. see what happens, yeah. and so, um, you know, and I had the support of my family, my friends, and it was just like, you know, we gonna, I'm going to get through this regardless of what happens, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I've never, I never let you know, the failure defined if I was going to be successful. Mm. It just meant for me, I would just find a different lane. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I ended up being content, man. Well, whatever was going to happen. Um, I went back home for the actual draft. And uh, the cool thing about it is my grandfather is a diehard 49ers fan. Wow. My grandfather diehard 49ers fan. My family's kind of split. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 49ers, yeah, Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard about that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's been a minute. Cause, it's real. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, my grandfather's been a lifelong 49ers fan, as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I watched the draft at his house. And I was in his room, in his chair, when the 49ers called me. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a moment. Yeah, that's, it's like a yeah, moment, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So I was in, I was sitting in the room. Like my family was downstairs. I was sitting in the room, and uh, I was like, I just want to be by myself because I was just like, it was at that moment. It was like I've been waiting for a month to yeah. find out what's gonna happen. Mm, yeah. I don't know if somebody's gonna call me mm. or if I'm gonna just be sitting here waiting by the phone for the next two yeah. to three hours. Yeah. Nobody call and they come upstairs see me crying or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. And so I was just like, I just want to take in this moment by myself, mm. and if this is gonna be a, a a life-changing moment. I'm taking it in. If it's gonna be a, for the better, and, and I get the call, cool. Yeah. If I don't, it's like, all right, yep. now we gotta figure it out. What we gonna do? Yeah. And so, they ended up calling me, man, and they was like, I don't know if we're gonna take, um, I don't know if we're gonna take you with this last pick because the draft was almost ended. It hadn't ended yet. Yeah. Um, they were like, I don't know if we're gonna take you with this last pick or not, but we definitely want to bring you in as a, a undrafted rookie. And so, called my agent. And I was like, hey, 49ers called. He said, we had them circled on the board already as one of the teams you were going to go to. And so I was like, okay. So then he called them. Oh, they got the contract set up. And bam, it was just I was a 49er yeah. after that. Damn. So, yeah. yeah. That's it, was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy, man, because I was literally back home. You know, so it was just like all the all the process yeah. of getting to this point from high school, never playing tackle football. The, the uh, lineman cleats. Li the lineman cleats. <laughs> yeah. I forget about those. The, li <laughs> <laughs> the lineman cleats, man. It was just yeah, like yeah. all of that, all of the stuff that happened to that point in time, man, was just like in that moment, yeah. it all made sense. Yeah. You know? And that's a, that's, that's a lesson too, right? Like it's always bigger than the game. Exactly. It's always bigger than the game. When you, when you, especially when you reflect, you look at it like, damn. Yeah. I really thugged it out and learned a lot about myself yeah. in that in that time. But, yeah, man, and, you know, it's interesting because I, well, the reason I say it's bigger than the game is because, like, not everybody gets to have that experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Bro, everybody, I'm sure, in this room at one point thought they was going to go to the league, right? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. And whatever league that is, right? <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, so, like, it's, it's something to, to celebrate no matter what, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, no, that's that's an amazing like story, but yeah, and even playing for like a 
a team close to home. Right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, yeah. right, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was a that was another huge thing for me too because you know, um, me and Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. we went to the same high school. So mm-hmm. Marshawn is pretty much he's like he's family. Yeah. Like that's like one of my brothers, and so yeah. mm-hmm. um, one of my big brothers. And so when I was in high school, he would come back and have his Marshawn Lynch camps, and so that was one way. That's actually where I got those lineman cleats from because he had wow. sponsorship with Nike. I didn't have no cleats at the time, so I came to the camp with no cleats. So he had some cleats that, mm. that Nike had given, you know, mm. was given to the youth or whatever, mm-hmm. and those were my first pair of cleats. And so, you know, seeing seeing him, seeing where he was at was mm. like, okay, I could do that. Yeah. You know, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm big on it now. You know, representation matters. You know, Perfect. you don't never know. Like, yeah. you legit never know what – what way you're inspiring somebody by what you're doing. Man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you, you, you never legit, know. You never know who's you, watching. You never, you never know. know. You never, never, know never know who's watching, man. Like I, I like I honestly believe like by him coming back, giving back to community, being a pillar in the community, you know, when I got to the when I when I signed with the 49ers, mm-hmm. that also gave me, you know, a sense of pride. Yep. It's like I'm from Oakland. I'm close to home hometown kid mm-hmm. now i can inspire the youth that come from literally the same environment yeah. i came from yeah. so it's not just you know it's it would it, it may have been different than I, if i went to the seahawks yeah which actually yeah. i could have went to the seahawks they probably call, i think they called me like 20 30 minutes after i signed with the niners mm. and was like hey man you got picked up i was like yeah i'm with the niners they was like ah oh, man we wish you the best he said life. you with the ops <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean at that time yeah was, yeah, real. yeah. So real. Was like, i was like yeah but it was just like you know I had that sense of pride because yeah. it's like now I can legit go back home mm-hmm. and it's just like hey they see me they're yeah. like oh that's DeAndre Campbell so and so so and so you know he went to Oakland Tech da 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 hey mm-hmm. and I could just talk to a kid and he'd be like wow you talk to him I'm like listen man like yeah. I'm not nobody like crazy special to where you should put me on a pedestal like mm-hmm. I literally came from the same situation you came from and I just I just worked my butt off and you know, it worked yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, and you can do it too. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. representation matters, man. It, like, yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everything, like man. Same way you, pay, uh, like, you know, you're paying it forward the same way you looked at Marshawn, you know? You're exactly. Like, yeah. You felt that connection with him. You went to the same high school, you know, all that. So the so the kids at Oakland Tech or whatever, they're just like, yeah, hell yeah, I can do it too. You yeah. Know? So it just keeps going after that. You exactly. Know? That's real. Exactly. Because, you know, like we always envision stuff for ourselves anyway. Like right. we're always going to do that. But then mm-hmm. when you see someone else doing that same thing that you're envisioning, it, it makes it more real. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. not to say you want to do just what they do exactly like how they did it. But it, at the same time, you got to see it. Yeah. You got to see it mm-hmm. to believe it. You got to see other people do it. Um. And, and I'm always curious, especially when it comes to, like, uh, I remember we had uh, Cliff Cliff Aver on the show. Yeah, I yeah, asked yeah. him this question, too, because I think it's interesting to know, like, what is something I guess you would tell your rookie yourself um, that, that you wish you, you know, you would have known at that time? And maybe for other aspiring um, athletes who may be coming into that same transition from collegiate to the NFL, like, what are some things you I guess you, you wish you would have known or that they should know about? Uh, man, I would say – you know, I would say just be professional. Mm. You know, um, that takes you uh, such a long way mm-hmm. uh, outside of the game. Like, I think that's helped me. It helped me while I was playing, but it also helped me after I was done playing, man. Like, you know, come to work every day, you know, with the chip on your shoulder, ready to work. You know, because the thing about it is, is a lot of people don't realize this, you know, is you can literally be doing the best you can, like balling out at practice, and by the end of that day, you can be cut. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, you know, if, if you 
maintain a professional posture about yourself. You know, a lot of these coaches and uh, front office people, they go to different organizations all the time. So if they have something to speak highly of you about mm-hmm. from their past organization or the past team that they was with, they can help get you on with that other team. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just like, you know, being professional, man. And, I, you know, one person that I think that, you know, really – it was a couple people, actually, that I saw that were professional at a really – and played the game at a really high level were some of the best players on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember Anquan Bolden. Yeah. Man, like yeah. it was so cool like to be on <laughs> like yeah. to be on the same yeah. team. Like yeah. literally like a couple lockers down from Anton Bolden. Yeah. You know, and one thing about Q is I watch Q every day. Yeah. Like I watch Q every day. Every day he got out there early before anybody else was out there. Mm. He did the same stretch routine. Mm. When he came in in the morning, he put on his 49ers sweatsuit. He would mm. go in the sauna. He would go in the cold tub mm-hmm. and he would come to meetings mm. every day. Mm. Same routine. thing. Damn. Routine. And so yeah. I remember I remember uh I got out there early one day. I got out there just to ask him the question. Like I was low key nervous. I was rookie. Yeah, I was yeah, like, man, I'm yeah. low key nervous. Cause Q had like this, like this demeanor. Like yeah. he was real chill, stoic, you know. But at the same time, he showed love. Yeah. So it was like I don't know what he gonna say. Like he may think I'm yeah. like I'm like I'm weird or something. You don't want to throw someone <laughs> off their routine, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. if you've been watching it for so yeah, long. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, I do I, it now. I was like, I was like, I don't want him to think I'm weird or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked him, man. Like I had that same curiosity that you had. I said, Hey, Q, man. Like, what's some advice? that you could give me uh, as a, you know, as a rookie to help me, you know? And so he said, he said, um, figure out a routine and stick to it. Mm. And I was like, okay. He was like, once you get in a routine that gets you in your optimal position to be, uh, to to put yourself in the optimal position to excel, Mm -hmm. find out whatever that routine is and don't sway away from it. Mm. Like keep it going. That's real. And could because like, like I said, I got his routine down. That's real. Right, but he did some trial and error to get to that routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it took so some time it was, to get there. He put, it took him some time to get there, yeah, but he yeah. got there. And once he got there, like he was able to put himself in a position physically and mentally to be able to play longer than he may have mm, been, yeah. you know, going to play in the first place. That could yeah. be the yeah. That could always be the difference you know? maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, because you when you get that routine, you know your body, you know mm-hmm. your mind, you know how you you know how you react, mm. how you don't react to certain things, and you know what puts you in the best place to be successful. And I think that also helps when you may relocate to different teams. Yeah, you got your routine. Yeah, it, it don't matter. It don't matter where It'll you're knock at. You off. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. So yeah. I like that one. That's a gem. That's a gem. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's a gem. Get your man. routine. Get your routine. Whatever. Um, yeah. I also wanted to ask. So, like, you know, us watching sports, we watch the game, we watch the NFL. I feel like the NFL did take kind of a shift, the climate. You know, during the um, during the moment when you know Colin Kaepernick um, took a stand, you know, or not a stand, but you know, decided to kneel and advocate, you know, for police brutality and. I just feel like the league changed, but not just the NFL. You could see the sports world change, mm-hmm. right, in the way, like, fans looked at athletes and, like, really saw them for more the, the human side and really try to understand. Um, so well, was that happening while you were there at all? Did that situation? Yeah, man. So that actually happened uh, my second year. Okay. So that yeah, actually wow. happened my second yeah, year, yeah, beginning yeah. my second year, man. And nobody, honestly, man, like, nobody really even paid attention to the fact that during the National Anthem, Cap was sitting on the bench. Yeah. Like, that was not even a thing, yeah, man. Like, movie. it was just like, oh, okay. Like, cool. you know, National Anthem, I'm sitting down. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then the interview came out, and he, he spoke out about it. Yeah. I was like, ah, uh, okay, okay, all right. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, and then 
one thing that I think was really big is like, you know, you sound like the NFL change. Mm-hmm. I felt like it put everybody in a position regardless of whether it was in the NFL or you were a fan, mm-hmm. like you had to you had to you had to check yourself. Mm. Ask yourself if is what he really saying really the message that's getting across mm-hmm. or are they trying to dilute his message? Mm-hmm. And I used to what I used to tell people all the time is, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, don't pay attention to the method, pay attention to the message. Mm. You know, Cap wasn't that's he true. didn't do it he didn't do it in a disrespectful way, yeah. mm-hmm. but still somehow, some way they found a reason to say that he was disrespectful to the flag. Yeah. 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 And the the other thing, you know, he's disrespectful to military. Yeah. When he had went he actually yeah. ended up sitting down and talking to, you yeah. know, a former military member who was actually was in the NFL. We yeah. actually played for the Seahawks at yeah. one point in time. Yeah. And he told him to take the knee. Mm. So it's like, okay, he's taking he, he yeah. sat down at first because that was disrespectful, okay. But now he's taking a knee, but somehow he's still being disrespectful. It's the context. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Context it, is always left out. Exactly, exactly. So people yeah. people pick and choose what they want to focus on. Mm. You know, like mm. has 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 much really changed since mm. Cap's taking a knee? Has the nah. NFL apologized? No. Nah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, yeah, that's... You, 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 don't, you, you think about those moments um, when you're in them, you know, and the decision that you're going to decide to make on them, but yeah. you don't understand the effects later on. Yeah. You know, like Cap, like... He, that's real. He, that's real. He was strong at what he... He, he, he meant what he said. Like, he stood mm-hmm. on his principles. Mm-hmm. It, it lost him millions of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It lost him millions of dollars, but he also put himself in a position to where he brought awareness around the world. Yeah. To a cause that yeah. we're still fighting today, like literally, we just yeah. exactly, yeah, <laughs> yep. exactly. I don't even have to say it, right? You and know, you, and, you yeah. Contri- yeah. and he's contributing, right? Like I right. think sometimes, like you said, people like they focus too much on the method, right? Yeah, and it's like you don't really know. Like he probably didn't even know what would come from that. Yeah, he was just being his authentic self and saying, "Hey, man, you know, I didn't have a team meeting with everybody and say, hey, 'Hey, let's all do this.'" He's like, "I'm just gonna do this for myself, right?" And and for and for those that I'm trying to advocate for. And that's that's the beauty of it. Sometimes it's like, yo, just be yourself, be you, stay true. Like, you know, stand up for what you believe in, and you just you just might spark something, right? Right. And that's what I feel like. That's what happens when I say the climate shift. I felt like, you know, people starting to like really look at the athletes more as like, you know, humans. Like, you know, some of us already do, but for the, you know, there's there's yeah yeah you know, yeah. How, you know there's there's, yeah. there's fans who only see the players as players, right? As numbers and stuff. So I think, um, man, that was just a powerful moment. And I. You know, for you to be there, like, I was always curious, like, what that locker room environment environment was like, or was it just like, um, so just, it it was one of those situations, man, where it's like, you're, you have a job to do, mm. you know, you got a job to do, yeah. and regardless of what you believe or how you feel, you go do the job. Mm. Now, do I believe that it could have, like, you know, that it had some created some friction as far as what people's ideology yeah, is yeah. and what they believe outside of the locker room for sure I do. Yeah. And I and you know, 49ers definitely made, you know, the space created a space yeah. for us to have those conversations. Mm. Uh That's and tough. it was it was it, I mean it was it was tough conversations, you know, mm-hmm. but it was at the at the end of the day we you know, we still had a job to do. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you still had to show up, you yeah. still had to perform at a high level because you still got to yeah. provide for your family. So Yeah. As you know, as much you know, chaos as it caused around the country, yeah. you know, they were able to do the best that they could to yeah. mitigate it within yeah. the team and still try to go out there and win games. Yeah, but it's a necessary conversation too. Yeah, I think oh that's for the, sure. I think that's the yeah. part where people kind of like you said, like that they dilute it by making it like yeah, they make it so chaotic. But it's yeah. like yo, 
he's talking about something that actually is happening. Right. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm and, saying? Like, and it's like the whole world's watching. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. like, oh, what's going, what's going on with the NFL, the players, how they responding, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, man. And, you know, one thing, one thing is, is man, is, is – is I believe like people, if if it doesn't affect people, they don't pay attention to it. Yeah. You know, like that's why it was so easy for fans to say, you know, stick to playing football. You know, don't make it political. Yeah. You know, and they, you know, fans still say that today. Like, oh, the, I literally was on Instagram to, I was, I was on Instagram earlier. I don't remember what the post was, but um, it was about it was something that the NFL had came out and said something about uh, George Floyd, mm-hmm. and uh, if you just looked on the comments. Like the comments, like the comments that you know fans were making, man. I'm just like, you know, like you're so far removed from the reality of other people mm-hmm. that you just don't. It's either you don't want to try to connect or relate, yeah. or you just oblivious. Mm. Yeah. Now I don't feel like people are really oblivious. They just don't want to understand. You know, they're not trying to relate. You yeah. know, because like I said, their reality isn't affected by what's happening yep. to yeah. people like us. You know, so yep, it's just yep, like, exactly. I, yeah. I can try to, uh, you know, I can choose. They have the choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, they have the yeah. choice to to, yeah. to try to understand or yeah. not. You know, yeah. we don't have the choice. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we, we live this every day. Yeah. You know, we can't just take this skin off and go go yeah. do something else. Exactly. Like, they got the choice. And so yeah. they exercise, some people exercise their right to mm-hmm. understand and empathize and, and, and advocate. Mm-hmm. Other people don't. Yeah. You know, and that's just that's real. It's the yeah, it's the reality of I it. I think, yeah. if, and I think it filtered out, like a, it was like a, it made it made a clear cut difference between fans, like real fans and spectators. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's, it showed you like, oh, these people these people are just spectating us for what we do and entertain. Exactly. And then these people are really fans of us as people, right? Not just as athletes. You know what I mean. And I right. think sometimes you know, like you said, that that friction is needed to kind of like get the clutter out. Yeah. So you know, like, okay, who's real? Yeah, who's really about this? Who really cares? Because like, yeah, we we obviously want the game. We care about the game, but you know, it's real, right? So, um, but yeah, I just want to kind of touch on it because I think um, it just shows a side of the the athletes, you know, experience and journey where mm-hmm. it's not just about the X's and O's in the game. Right. You feel me? Like, yeah, um, there's a lot of lessons that can be learned, yeah. through it, and, and 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 it's historical too. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, because like a lot dope. of times, a lot of times people get so caught up, uh, they get so caught up in the idea that you know, athletes, professional athletes aren't human beings, mm. mm-hmm. you know, because you place them on a the pedestal, you buy their jerseys, mm-hmm. you support them by going to the games, you want their autograph, mm-hmm. everything like that, but they're still human. Mm-hmm. They still got feelings. They still got a livelihood. Mm-hmm. They still have to pr- put themselves in a position to create a life for themselves outside of the game. And then when the game is over and they take off that jersey and the mm-hmm. helmet for the last time. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we can't, we yeah. can't turn it off. Yeah. Like it's it's part of who we are. Yeah. You know, it's the reality that you know whether I'm in the NFL or not. You know, let's just say I am in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, I could my cousin that's not in the NFL could get pulled over. Yeah, and he may have gotten pulled over, yeah. and he may have gotten you know yeah. he may have experienced police brutality. Yeah. That's not something that I can just you know shy away from like it didn't happen. Yeah. And I got to go to work. Yeah, you know I got to yeah. play in the NFL. Like yeah. that's part of my reality. Yeah. On top of. I got to do my job. Exactly. So it's like, you know, and then, you know, like, Cap bringing awareness to it. It's talked Powerful. about around the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so many different conversations that are had. It's like, okay, I have to have this conversation. You know, this is a part of my reality, you know. And like I was saying earlier, you know, if they can't relate, they choose not to. I don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't have a choice. That's you know, real, like, I still, like, I still feel uncomfortable when a police car pulls up behind me. Always. You know, like, yeah. I, I asked somebody, I was like, you know, hey, uh, 
Why is it that if you're in a car full of people and y'all having a full-on conversation, and as soon as a police car drives by, everybody gets quiet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that? Man. What? I couldn't even explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, yeah. It's, 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 it's really PTSD. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you catch yourself sometimes. Like, am I tripping? Like, right? I know I turn, ain't doing nothing wrong. Right? Turning, <laughs> turning music down. Yeah. Everybody get quiet. Everybody like, taking yeah. their hat off. All types of shit, bro. Like, I'm yeah. in the car. I'm in the car. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, why is this? Why is this? <laughs> trying to be because you it's know, crazy. I think it's like learned behavior. You know, it's kind of like, I, I this happened literally. I think yesterday I had my hood on, and I think you know I see it, even if he ain't behind me, I just see him coming. Like, yeah, take my hood off, and it's like. Yeah. Wait, why did I just do that? Yeah. But, you know, you get to that point where it's like, we get to a point where we're forced to, like, not be prideful, but just be smart. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. you know, pride in me was like, the hell? Yeah. Put my hood back on. But it's like, yeah. you know what? Go ahead. You can have this one. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> you know, and it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's something as small as that, but it, it compiles. You know what I mean? So, um, but the conversation is super important. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, having conversations opens it up. Like you said, it brought awareness. Um, and that was, what, like six, five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you said, things haven't changed much. But I think um, the more that people are bringing it to the forefront, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's important conversations. And, um, yeah, man, shout out to him for that and for, and for the work he's doing. Man, he's doing amazing work and it's inspiring everybody here. Yeah. And we're going to mm-hmm. keep grinding with that, man. But um, now, uh, man, I, I, know, I know there's a – You've, you've got you've had plenty of transitions in life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but to go from so after playing football professionally into wanting to kind of go into I, I would say the entrepreneurship journey technically, but more so the the paying it forward and kind of taking your experience and giving it back. Um, like you said, what was that kind of starting the Warrior Academy and getting into that? Like what what was that like out the gate to, to turn it to go from my routine to mm-hmm. All right, I got to build a new routine. Yeah, what man. What was that like? I, so that transition, man, was probably one of the hardest transitions of my life. Mm. You know, and I tell people this all the time, man. Like, I, you know, I feel like at one point in time during that transition, I experienced depression. Mm. You yeah. know, because yeah. for me, it's just like, and for me at the time, it was my life was all, it was football. You know, mm-hmm. I had the structure. I woke up in the morning, would eat, go practice, meetings, workout, whatever. And it was all devoted, whether it was an in-season or the off season, it was devoted to football. Mm-hmm. You know, it and that was from college. That was from college all the way. You yeah. know, once I got that once I got that newspaper article in high school, yeah. from then on, what was that? Two thousand and that was probably two thousand eight. So from two thousand eight to two thousand seventeen, two thousand seventeen, eighteen was football. You know, it's like think about it, like if you have a conversation with somebody, yeah. the first thing people will say is they say their name, right? And then they yeah. ask you, What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. First thing I you know, it's out identity. of my mouth is is oh I'll fo- play football. Yeah. yeah. But I don't play football anymore. Yeah. So it's like, ah, I can't say that. Yeah. So who am I outside of this? Mm. You know, and I had to, you know, I had to I had to soul search. You know, I had to soul search, man. I had to uh I had to ask myself the question often, like, who are you? Mm. You know? You know, uh, for me, it was more so I was a football player, but I wasn't a football player. I didn't think about it like that. Mm. Football was just what I did. Mm. I I had messed it with what I did and who I was. Mm -hmm. And so now that that wasn't there anymore, I had to figure out who I was. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, you know, the the football training helped me with that. You know, it helped me, Mm -hmm. you know, go through that. It helped me figure that stuff out. Mm -hmm. You know, it helped me figure out that I can still have influence when I'm done playing. Mm -hmm. You know, it helped me figure out 
if I wanted to work at a regular job or if I wanted to, you know, explore entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it was rough. Yeah. I, I can't even, like, there's yeah. there's no way to get around it, man. It was just like, yeah. you know, because I, I was still trying to play. Yeah. I wasn't getting those calls. Yeah. Um, I did want to give up, but I yeah. did want to give up. And yeah. it was just like an up and down roller coaster on a regular basis. It's a challenge, though. It was a challenge, but man. I, but I think, I feel yeah. like, you know, you... you that's kind of where you thrive too, exactly. right? Because you said some things transfer over from competing and playing sports and playing football, where you're being challenged every day. You pull up on that field, there's a challenge in front of you. Yeah. Um, and so I think sometimes we have subtle, like intangible things that like will, will always get us through no matter what. Yeah. We may not know it in the moment because you know should be hard, should be rough yeah, in the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Like man, what am I about to do? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'd be, I'd be really thinking about that okay. all the time, yeah. bro. Like I'd be like when like. Because you really, we only see the games, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you guys go through practice, you guys go through like recovery, travel time, right. like all that. It's really mm-hmm. like football's life, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so then yeah. like transitioning, I'd be like, man, I know it's hard. Like, yeah, bro. It's yeah, just, man. It's crazy, bro. I think, you know, I think for me, man, one thing that helped me um, is that my whole life I'd had people in my corner that told me that I was bigger than what, I was I was more than an athlete. Mm. You know, they mm-hmm. told me that that's just what I do. It's not who I am. But, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like for me, I had a whole lot of encouragement for me to be the best version of myself. And out, and that was outside of the sport, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like I was blessed and fortunate to have, enough to have that. But I knew so many guys in college, coming out of college, to go to the NFL and then NFL trying to transition it into life after that didn't have that, yeah. you know, that struggle with me, like I did with the identity crisis mm-hmm. without the support, mm-hmm. you know, because I think, I, I think about it holistically, right? Like a lot of these guys that play in the NFL, they've been told, you know, they've been training for the NFL their whole life. Yeah. I started in high school. Mm-hmm. They've been training literally their whole life. Yeah. The community around them that's supporting them, their family is like, oh, you're going to the league. Yeah. You know, you're going to the league. It's the identity. They don't say nothing about, hey, what about, what do you li- actually like to do? Mm. You know, what do you like to do on a day-to-day basis? What yeah. are your hobbies? What is yeah. your interests? Yeah. You know, if all else fails and, you know, you get hurt and you can't play anymore, what are you going to do? Mm. I had people ask me those questions. So even though I was going through it, I still had that support, but I still had that, yeah. you know, that mind, that process. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that. That's, you know, so no, that's real. the struggle, you know, the struggle to, to find your identity outside, it doesn't just, it, it's not just from the fact that you play, but the community around you mm. and what they what they speak to you, uh, you know, what mm-hmm. they speak to power, truth yeah. to power about. You know, yeah. if you tell me that I'm more than an athlete, even though I may I may not want to hear it, yeah. I still heard it. Yeah. So yeah. subconsciously, yeah. it's in my right. mind. The subconscious brain is so powerful. Yeah. Man. yeah. It really is. Yeah, man. And that's that's interesting because what, what I'm getting from that is like, it's 2021, right? And the more than an athlete kind of image and, and whatnot is becoming more and more normalized, right? Yeah. And you think you think obviously the exposure of the internet, social media, letting you see the lives of these athletes and what they do, business and um, other ventures and, and whatnot. Um, because I, you know, growing up, <laughs> I mean, it was like all we saw athletes as was athletes, right? Yeah. So, and it's not our fault. That's all we were able to see. And I think what's dope now is like I feel like if you're not doing more outside of the sport, you're kind of like. What's up, bro? You boxing yourself. <laughs> like, you, you ever think about yeah. that sometimes? Yeah. Like, yeah. LeBron is <laughs> LeBron's making it tough on a lot of people, but not in a bad way, in a good way. He's right. like, yo, look what I'm doing outside of basketball. I'm, right. not, I'm not just doing this. And then it, it trickles down. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got all these players. You got all these athletes who are like now like, man, you know what? 
I'm gonna be nice at this, but I gotta have some other stuff going on. Yeah. Right. And that's the that's the impact. Sometimes you don't know when, but it, eventually it just starts to trickle and it's a domino effect. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, man. I think it's you know, dope. Shoot, even for Le- like like LeBron is definitely like been like a catalyst and like doing like putting that out there for mm-hmm. the world to see more mm-hmm. of. And I think that's also kind of like who LeBron is. Mm. Now the only reason I say that, now granted, I mean I I respect LeBron. Yeah. I, I don't think LeBron is the best player to ever played the game. Yeah. I don't even want to get into yeah, that. We were, yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> I stay away from those ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't even, you know, yeah, yeah. That's a, those that's never a, end. Right, that's okay, a, it never end. another episode. Right. I, I, just, I, just, I just say, yeah, he's a, he's a goat. He's yeah, a yeah, goat. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But I think about, like, you know, hearing the story about when LeBron had the opportunity to, I think it was, he had the opportunity to sign with Under Armour mm-hmm. out of high school. Yeah. And it was, either, I think it was Under Armour or Adidas. I don't remember. I think it was Under Armour. I think it was Under Armour. Okay. It was Under Armour. They was offering millions of dollars out of high school. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, I'm not going to take that. I'm yeah. like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. You're not going to take that. So yeah. it's either he had the fortitude not to take it or yeah. he had somebody in his corner. Mm. Team. That was, right, team mm-hmm. that was telling him not to take it. So I'm not surprised with the work that LeBron is doing off the, off yeah. the you know, off the court. Yeah. You know, because he's already he's always had that yeah. in the back of his mind. Like this is the vision mm-hmm. that I want to create. And now he's just out here creating it. And it's just like he's doing he's playing at such a high level yeah. that there's no way you can ignore it. Yeah. You know, I feel like if it was like maybe a a a, a lower level player, yeah, you know, he was doing it, he wouldn't get that much yeah. exposure and attention for it to influence enough yeah. people. But because mm-hmm. it's LeBron, it's like Yeah. You can't ignore it. And the athlete, I think the athletes, are, it's like a brotherhood, you know, and a sisterhood as well. It's like where sometimes the work he's doing may not just be for the regular guy like me. Like he knows I'm an athlete. Other athletes are going to watch me, so I got to show them how I do it. You know what I mean? Right. And so I say that to say, so what you're doing with Warrior Academy when you're starting that, uh, when you started it, um, like – as you were building it out, was there people who kind of helped you kind of craft it and shape it from a business standpoint? Because um, obviously you, you obviously know the game and mm-hmm. you know you know how to train and develop. Um, what was that like as far as like learning how to bring people on board? Because, you know, in the league it's kind of like you have your trainers and then it's me. I got to put in the work. But did you did you kind of learn how to delegate tasks to other people or are you still figuring that out or how does that work? Nah, man. So it's just been me. Okay. Like okay. it's, it's yeah, been yeah. me. So when I when I first when I first started doing Warrior Warrior Academy, it was Warrior Wide Receiver Academy, mm. and um, one of the guys that I was training with at the time, he had initially started it, mm-hmm. and so when he started it, uh, I think he did it for like three or four months, mm-hmm. and so we were training, and he was like, "Hey, uh, would you be interested in training kids?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "You like making some money?" We was in the off season. A lot. This is another thing that people don't know is that. In the NFL, you make money week one through 17. After that, you get no more money mm. for the rest of the year. <laughs> so until you come back, you're not – so whatever you make, you got to make that last. So I didn't have no money coming in. It was mm. just – you know, I was just chilling, just take withdrawing, withdrawing, yeah. withdrawing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sick of withdrawing. I got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, uh, I, I just started. So I, I went out there with him for a session, and I saw him do his thing or whatever, and then after that, he went off to go. Uh, he went off to go to OTAs mm. with the Jets, and so uh, it was like, "Hey, you can pretty much go ahead and just do it." So it was like, "All right." So what I did was was I just started reaching out to kids on Twitter, mm. and social media. Like I just started reaching out, "Hey, this is who I am. Uh, this is what I'm trying to do. If you're interested, reach out to me." And I would do that religiously. Probably I would reach out to probably like thirty or forty kids a mm. day. Mm. Damn, got to uh, reach yeah. out to like thirty or forty kids a day. They would give me their parents' contact, talk to their parents. Parents would be like, oh, okay, I'm interested. Yeah, let's do this. And 
it wouldn't happen. Mm. So I heard a lot of no's. Mm-hmm. Like I heard a lot of no's. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it got to the point to where we no longer were in it together, and I just took over. Mm. I just did the business on my own. Yeah. And I've been doing it on my own since. Mm. You know, it's like now I do want to get to that point that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, to delegate. Of course. You yeah. know, to have like you know, and that, I think that that's that's the point where I'm at, where I'm getting close to. I'm yeah. not there yet. Yeah. But I'm getting close to the point to where I'm in a position to where I can delegate. I can teach somebody else what they need to do, mm-hmm. and this can become a, a empire. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be a one man yeah. show. Like it could be a team yeah. and we can all eat. But you're mm-hmm. learning and you're growing and you're building. And I think exactly. that's the that's exactly. the part people don't understand. Like that's a ever like we just I was talking with the homie, like it's constant. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. It's always constant elevation and growth. And I I just love to see that that transition. It's not easy, like you said. Nah. It's not easy. But once you find that groove, you're back in the mm-hmm. you know. It's like it's like you're back to square one. Like yeah. that that mentality. So yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that's that's dope. What's like some of your most fulfilling like parts of warrior academy like um man i would say you know I, mean? I would say i would say the most fulfilling part outside of seeing kids get scholarships um and stuff like that get you know all accolades for you know for first team all league awards and yeah. team captain awards yeah. you're you getting them right yeah. i see all that I type see. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah yeah <laughs> all that type of stuff man is i think the most fulfilling part to me is to watch them go through the process like yeah no matter where they are when we start mm-hmm. To see them go through that process and to see them build confidence in themselves and their abilities mm-hmm. from going through it. And one thing that I'm big on is I tell them, you know, early on, it's like, hey, you may not understand everything that I have you doing, but just trust the process. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it may not make sense. Like, I may have you doing this, and this may seem stupid to you. Yeah. But just keep going, getting better at this, then I'll bring something else in that'll make it come full circle mm-hmm. to where now you're like, oh, that's why you had me... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying, and that's exactly that's yeah. exactly what I said. Like yeah. that's why I had you doing that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's like you know to see yeah. to see them like go through the process and reap the benefits of the process and mm-hmm. them trusting it. I think that's the most beneficial to me, man. Is because one thing that I understood and I uh, I appreciate most about what I do is is that I came from the understanding of my value when I got done playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I understood that as a former either collegiate or professional athlete, companies would flock to, you know, us. You know, whether it's yeah. a, whether you're an athlete or, you know, you're in the military because they understand you have these intangibles that, you know, everybody doesn't have. You yeah. know, you know how to work well in teams. Mm-hmm. You know how to, uh, you know how to be punctual. Mm-hmm. You know how to overcome adversity. You know, you know how to do, you know how to compete at a high level? Mm-hmm. Like these are things that all these companies want. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I was like, listen, if I know, if I understand this, if I can talk to a kid that's in middle school or high school to get him to understand going through a process to see results, if he can do that, then he can just keep on doing this and copy and pasting this same process yes. in whatever he's doing in his life. Yes, yeah. You know, so it's more so. It's bigger than the game. Yeah, you know, like, it's about life impact. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, you know, I have kids that haven't trained with me in a long time. You know, that parents still check in with me, see how I'm doing, because they understand that I'm in their kid's life forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell yeah. I tell the parents and kids, you know, like, I'm not necessarily worried about having a whole, whole, whole lot of kids that mm-hmm. I train. You know, that's yeah. not that's not my focus. My focus is quality over, over quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know... Yeah. That when you're done training with me, no matter how many sessions you train with me, mm-hmm. you're going to be better after. Yeah. Like, regardless. Like, yeah. if you train with me one time or yeah. you keep training with me years on years on years, 
you'll be overall better just because of that time we spent together. That so value. it's that pro- it's the process for me, man. Like it 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 keeps me going. Yeah, man, going. I feel you. It's yeah. like it's like what you said earlier, how you're uh, saying um, that parent was saying like my kid got better in school. Yeah, got better mm-hmm. around the house. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they applied it everywhere in their right. life, man. That's dope. Right. You know, right, what I mean? man. Like it's so many. Like man, there's so many different like life lessons. You mm-hmm. know that I and one thing that I do is I incorporate life lessons in my trainings. Mm. So that way is you know is hey you didn't do this. This is why it didn't work. Yeah. Think about if you do the same thing in school. Yeah. Yeah. If you do it this way, it's not going to work. Yeah. Right? So change your way of thinking. That way you're able to strategically set up a plan of execution on the mm-hmm. football field, but also in whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. No, that's if it's a real. project in school, if it's, shoot, even if it's girls. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, that's one, that's one way I'm able to relate to them too is yeah. like, you know, like uh, I ask the kid, like, for example, I ask the kid, I'd be like, hey, do you love football? And they'll say, yeah. And I'll say, okay, who's your favorite? Let's just say I'm training a receiver. I'll say, who's your favorite receiver? And they say, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, do you want to go to the NFL? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, okay, who do you watch in the NFL? They were like, I don't really watch in the NFL. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> what? All right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Say, I say, okay. Yeah, I said, okay. Yeah. I said, okay. So let me ask you a question. Uh, you got a girlfriend? They'd be like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. I'm like, okay. What's her name? Uh, whatever her name is, uh, Tanya, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's her eye color? Bam, they tell me. Um, what's her hair color? Bam, they tell me. What makes her What makes her laugh? They tell me, right? What's her What's her favorite physical attribute? They tell me, right? Do you love her? Yeah, I do. Okay, so you see how you were able to explain to me everything about this girl that you love, but mm-hmm. I asked you if you love football. You say yeah, and mm-hmm. you can't explain none of it. Yeah, that don't that don't add yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like you trying to tell me that you want to get somewhere, mm-hmm. you want to get to a certain level. Yeah, but you don't know nothing about that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, how did that make sense? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, right. so it's just like <laughs> and they it's, gotta hear it. Exactly, they gotta hear that. Exactly. So yeah. it's just like different ways that I'm able to like strategically open up their minds yeah. to think bigger and to think more strategically yeah. than they've been thinking. No, that's real, you know? man. That's that's real impact too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for real. Um. Yeah, and I, I just look back because, you know, like you said, uh, you know, the representation is big because at that age, man, growing up in your teen years, man, like sometimes you need to hear it from someone else. Right. right? You know, parents, like, please, can you talk to so-and-so because yeah. he's not listening to me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, DeAndre will tell him, you know? And, and so that's important, though, and it's about what you tell him. Right. Right? And not overstepping. And under, you probably understand that, not overstepping. Like, you know, I'm not your daddy, but. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. going to tell, <laughs> yeah, so tell you some stuff that you need to know. Yeah, that. so I actually have had, like, a few instances where, you know, it was a scheduled training session. And, you know, the kid gets out of the car. They watch it go warmer or whatever. And the parents are like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. He's like, you know, uh, he's having issues with so-and-so and so-and-so. Um, can you talk to him? I'm like, yeah, I'll talk to him. But don't let him know we had this conversation. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, cool. Okay, we <laughs> yeah. do that. Now, granted, that doesn't happen often. Yeah. You know, where they like, don't yeah. let him know. But yeah, they'd yeah. be like, hey, can you just talk to him or whatever? I'm like, yeah. So sometimes what I'll do is is they'll be stretching or whatever. Like, all right, what we got next? I'll be like, we ain't got nothing. We're going to sit here we're going to talk mm. <laughs> for a second. Yeah. Like, we need to hash out whatever it is that you got going on. Mm-hmm. So that way we can come to a resolution and we can figure out the solution so this don't happen no more. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just one of those, it's, it's those times that I feel like are crucial to their growth and development. Mm-hmm. And not just playing sports, yeah, but it's, overall. It's people, yeah. It's people. Overall, yeah. you know, like the way that you're thinking, the way that you're moving isn't going to get you the results that you want. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the reality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, you know, sometimes parents, they don't feel like they can be as real and harsh. And it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. I got you. Yeah. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. do that. That's what, yeah. that's, what you, that's, what you, that's what you want me to do. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> I have people tell right. me stuff all time. Stuff right. Man, right. Listen, yeah. I've, been wait, I've been waiting to use my Denzel Series <laughs> training day. Hey. Persona real quick. <laughs> Talk to your son. Nah, I tell you. That's real. That's you real. Know, he, you know, sometimes they just need that. They need that that kind of conversation because it also can enhance their performance. Yeah. You know, because it's like, dang, he's taking this time to talk to me about this. Yeah. This ain't got nothing to do with football. Mm-hmm. Oh, he really mm-hmm. cares. Yeah, he so showed up like, for me. He showed up for me. I you know? up for him. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's building, it's the relationship, man. Like yeah. I remember one of my, one of my, uh, one of my coaches in, in high school, he told me this. And at the time I didn't understand it, but I've come to understand it so many other times since then. He said, life is all about relationships. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? In my mind, I'm thinking relationships is boyfriend girlfriend. I'm like, mm-hmm. hold on, what you mean? He's like, nah, that's not what I'm talking about. He's talking about whatever relationship you have with somebody, it can help you. Mm-hmm. You know, it can propel your, it can propel your career, can propel your life. You know, it can put, it can open you up to more opportunities save and, your and doors, yeah. save your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's about relationships and how you cultivate them mm-hmm. that can ultimately dictate your life. And that's so, true. ever since then, it's just like ever since I. That you know that light bulb clicked on. Yeah. It's like, huh? Okay, let me create relationships with these kids, mm-hmm. with these parents, so that way they understand that I'm not just in it just to be in it, yeah. just to be out here just training. Yeah. Like, training is cool, but yeah. I'm more about impact than anything. And that's and and that's the yeah. part. I, I'm glad you're sharing that and, and expressing that because it's important for people who may want to go into this lane. Yeah. Um, people think it's always about the skill set and the you know the tangible things and the things right. I can provide and the value, which is it's part of it. Don't get it twisted. Like you can't be training kids if you they ain't gonna get no results. Right. But the, there's <laughs> right. a side to it that, like the human side, I would like to say, exactly that is equally important. So I'm yeah. glad you're sharing that that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, like I was telling you, so we definitely want to kind of give you a chance to talk about some things you may got coming on the horizon or things you already got going on. Yeah. Um, that you may want people to know about or get involved with. Uh, what, what you got? Yeah, man. So anything going on? I mean, so you know, I I got the Warrior Warrior Academy is going. Uh, guys just got out of their football season. Mm-hmm. It's been a weird man. It's been <laughs> it's uh, been weird with football. Thing, right? yeah, yeah, COVID. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. COVID. Uh, it did a number as far as you know training and stuff like that. But I I had a nice amount of guys that you know stay consistent, yeah. kept working, yeah. and they were able to see the results. You know, out in this football season, I think it was some guys only had like four or five games, so it was kind of like mm-hmm. you know just to get like just to get your feet wet. They need that. Though. They needed that. You know, yeah, so yeah. now you know spring ball is coming up, and you know the summertime is coming up. Things are starting to open back up, Dope. and so um, that's picking back up. So I'm I'm uh, I'm doing things a little different. As far as that goes, okay. to enhance the experience of okay. you know the athletes and stuff like that, um, and I'm taking on more uh, a couple more. Okay. Um, and then uh, the other things that I'm doing, um, I do group training sessions. Okay. So group fitness training sessions. If they follow me on social media, you gotcha. see like I got the I got it's co-ed too. Okay. A lot of people don't know that they think okay. it's all women. I'm like, no, it's not okay. all women. So this it, isn't just for student athletes. No, this is for anybody. Student, this so is for anybody. Up, he, he can pull up. Yeah, anybody can pull up, man. And the, <laughs> you, ain't, the, you ain't pulling up. The, yeah, cra- on, <laughs> the crazy thing, the crazy thing about how that, how that got started is it got started during the pandemic. You know, mm. I had I had I had a mom reach out to me because she had put on Facebook she wanted to do personal. She wanted to do some training. Okay, and so then we connected. And we scheduled the training session, but she brought 
uh, she brought like four or five other women. Mm -hmm. And so it was supposed to be like one-on-one. It ended up being a group training session. So I put them through a workout. After the workout was over, they were like, okay, like you kicked our butt, Mm -hmm. but we want to do this again. Mm -hmm. When can we do it again? I'm like, y'all do? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, y'all do? They was like, yeah. So then it just grew into a movement, man, to where, you know, we were getting it in at the field. Yeah. Um, limited. It wasn't. It wasn't in the gym or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It was limited equipment, but they started seeing results, and they started telling their friends, and they started telling their friends. Word of mouth. So mm-hmm. it's been word of mouth, man. Mm-hmm. It's been growing, um, tremendously, man. And now that the sun is back out, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, it's yeah. it's uh, it's going it's going to pick back Just up. Gonna pull yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. going to it's going to pick back up. You know, because yeah. summertime is around the corner. Yes. You know, everybody's trying to get summer ready. Yes. You know, regardless yeah. of what the pandemic yes. got planned, yes. people's like people right now is like, listen, the pandemic. It's going to be a crazy up. summer. <laughs> it's going to be a hot boy, hot girl summer collab or something. Right. So it's like, listen, if they trying to get the hot boy, hot girl summer on, like pull up to the workouts, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and just come get a good sweat in. Because yeah, like yeah. I said, man, like, you know, people are getting results that, you know, it's surprising them. You know, it's like that's changing their lives. You know what I'm saying? And so I got that going on. And then if people don't want to do the group training session because, you know, they're worried about other people being around, mm-hmm. I also do personal training too. Okay. So, um, oh, I love the options too. Yeah, man, I've, I've been doing that, you know, and that's been, man, like that's been really cool. Yeah. That's been really cool. It's, it's act, that's actually been, as far as that goes, man, that's my personal training has been more focused on, Mothers, mm. you know, mothers. It's either mothers or uh, corporate, corporate working women mm. or entrepreneurs Got you. that um, that want results. Got you. You know, and that's, so that's that's where more so I'm looking to work. Be- who I'm looking to work with because yeah. I know them. You yeah. know, I've seen their results. Yeah. You know, when I have you know clients coming up to me, you know, after training for maybe a couple weeks. Before they were either pre-diabetic or pre-high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. After a couple of weeks, they're coming back. Hey, I'm, I talked to my doctor. My weight is down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. like they're taking me off my medication, and I'm yeah. like, huh? Okay, I've had some had some clients that you know had problems walking up and down the stairs. Yeah. Now they walk up and down the stairs yeah. comfortably. They can yeah. walk through the supermarket comfortably. Yeah. You know, I got back pain. Yeah. You know, their back pain. I'm like, yeah. okay, we can work we on can that. We can figure that out. We can yeah. figure that out. There's you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's real. <laughs> I want to get I want to get back looking good for for my man or yeah, my husband yeah, yeah. or summer's coming up. I know <laughs> yeah. I'm about to be out Whatever here. Whatever you yeah. need, I got. Whatever you, you need. We're going to get you right. We're going to get you right. You know what I'm saying? So That's dope. Yeah, man, like you know, it's you know that that grew out of the pandemic. That's that's a, that's you know? a blessing, like man. <laughs> that, bro. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. Like it yeah. grew out of the pandemic, and it's like it's another way that I'm able to impact and change lives, man. Yeah. So it's just like you know, it literally went from me playing football to executing my passion on a different way, mm. and I'm still having just as much impact, if not more. Probably so. And fun too. And it's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can tell. It's fun. I can just tell. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Man. yeah. We have fun, man. Yeah. Like it's like it's a it's a great environment. Like create a great atmosphere. It's fun. You work. You sweat. But you have a great time doing it. I you love know? it. It man. ain't like no no drill sergeant like you know uh, major pain. Strict, like, right. Like you gotta be right here. Like at all times. Like nah. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we out there. We gonna have fun. You yeah. gonna get a good sweat. You gonna have a good time doing Hell it. Yeah. So yeah, man. It's, it's I cool. love it, man. I'm it's looking. Dope. I mean. I, I might have to pull up. <laughs> pull up, check it out. He's checking out. I'm gonna do a couple pre workouts before I go to your workout. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I gotta you know get what? ready. So that's actually the other thing, man. Is like you know, a lot of people hit me and be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make it to one of your workouts, man." But I just gotta get back right before I come. And I'm like, "Well, listen, you don't have to get right before you come." My thing is, and my philosophy is, is the same 
with come trainers. As you are. Come as you come are. Come as you are. Mm. Like come as you are, man. Like like for example, um, like I had, you know, one of the one of the ladies that's new to the group training, mm-hmm. she had just had knee surgery. And so she was barely able to walk. You know, like mm-hmm. she hadn't really been doing much walking because her knees was messed up. Mm-hmm. Now she be out there walking. <laughs> mm. Now she be out there, yeah. you know, she be she's more active, yeah. you know, like she feels more nimble. She's, you know, she's walking around with more confidence. Yeah. And it's like, you know, she's appreciative of the work. So it's like, it doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah. Like, there's adjustments that can be made. Yeah. It's just about going. Because once you come. You got to get started. What, right, you got to yeah. get started. Yeah. You got to get started. Once you come, you get in that environment, you feel you feel the love. You feel like the electricity as far as like that good yeah. that good vibe. Yeah, like, let's yeah. go. I feel yeah. It's like, it's contagious, man. And it, I feel that. It's just like, it's an energy. You know, and the cool thing about it is it's not for me. Yeah. Like it's not all for me. Like yeah. a little bit is for me, but it's from everybody else that's coming. So that's what it's like. It's literally a community of people that just come and just get working. It's beautiful. They man. bring their kids out. It's beautiful. Like man. it's I, like it's cool, man. Like <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Dope. I love yeah, it, man. Dope. And then I'm proud, proud of you, man. Especially just for mm-hmm. um, paving that way, man. Yeah. Like you said, you never know who's watching, man. And right. There's people yeah. watching, you know, watching anybody in here. But you know, we we all got people watching us. So right. Um, Man, that's dope, and I love hearing that. Uh, tell, can you tell them where they can pull up, like what, what, who, where, how they can reach out? Yeah, yeah, um, man. So, so they can reach out. Uh, they can reach out through my website, um, www.deandrecampbell.biz. Okay. Um, it's a. I actually just launched that website two weeks ago. Okay. Um, and yeah, man, it has everything that I got going on. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, football training, personal training, group training. Okay. Um, you know, merch coming soon. Okay. Uh, ebook yeah. ebooks coming soon, man. Yes, so you yes. know, I I've been I've been in my bag, yeah. you know, working behind the scenes, oh, you yeah. know, just mm-hmm. keeping my head down and grinding, I man. It, yeah. Like it's just like you know, you it's just you, like like what I, like I said, man. The process going through different processes in life has helped me be strategic now. It's all about the process. It's all about mm-hmm. man. Like it's all about the process. I like <laughs> I tell you all the time, like there's yeah. moments and there's the process. Like, exactly. Yeah, moments come and go. Right. Exactly. You, you, you make it to the league. That's a moment. Then process, process, process. Yeah. Then exactly. Boom. Moment. Process. So it's like, yeah. you gotta enjoy the process more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, or tell. I mean, they can reach out to me on IG. Okay. Uh, my, my IG handle is Accountable Boy Dre. Okay. Um. Don't be afraid. Like, hit me up. Yeah. I'll talk to you. I ain't yeah. gonna just be like, uh, yeah. I ain't gonna leave you un- on red. Nah, I ain't gonna do you like that. Because <laughs> other people are like, I can't hit you guys. They he ain't gonna respond. Yeah. No, I respond. Yeah, like, reach out, man. Yeah. If they if they want that work, man. Yeah. If you want the work, like, listen, I'm here to meet people's needs. Like, like it. you were saying, like, if you can find something that meets the needs of the people, you know, they'll come. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm here. Yeah. So come on. That's real. Yeah. That's real. real. Yeah. That's real, man. Yeah. And and um, I, I think we can close it with this. We usually or we normally or always ask uh, our guests this question. Um, so if you can, my brother, what what would you say is one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? And why? Man, uh, I would say one word that keeps me on the up and up. Man, you know, I say God, man. Mm-hmm. I would say God keeps me on the up and up, man. I think that, you know, my faith in God and understanding that my purpose is bigger than just me, uh, you know, and understanding that, you know, I can tap into these stories in the Bible where they had odds stacked against them and they were able to find a way to not only get through it, but the way in which they got through it, mm. you know, That's like true. they got through it, you know, even though it was rough, they still kept their composure, you know, they still stayed positive, you know, they still kept the faith. And it's like, you know, for me, it's like in entrepreneurship, 
there's no guarantees. You know, mm-hmm. in training people, there's no guarantee that they're going to show up or, you mm-hmm. know, that they're going to keep coming. So it's just like, you know, you got to have like that bigger, that bigger sense of value, that bigger sense of purpose, you know, to keep me in the right frame of mind, you know, because I've been in situations where my mind wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point in time, you know, the only thing I could do was ask God, like, God, give me the strength mm-hmm. to, to make sure that I can do whatever it is I need to do to put myself in a position to be where you want me to be and to put myself in a position to be successful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I said it one word is God, man, to keep me on that, that up and up. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to God. Shout out to God. God is good. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, well, man, DeAndre, bro, again, super proud of you, man, for everything you're doing and will continue to do. Um, you know you got support with us all the time yeah. over here. Um, yeah, man, and with that said, I think it's safe to say – our brother DeAndre Campbell is officially a member of the Up and Up. Can we get a round of applause, yeah. man? We're going to close hey, this out. Thank you. Thank My you. Brother, thank man. you, man. Thank appreciate you, man. you, dog. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the Up and Up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire Up and Up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the Up and Up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the Up and Up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the Up and Up.